You're listening to the Art Cityscape. Welcome, Josh. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to um, bring us up to date on some very important things that are going on in the city. But first of all, maybe you can introduce yourself for those who do not know you and then uh, kind of what you do for the city and uh, we'll kind of take it to that point. Thanks, Mayor. I'm Josh Yost. I'm the Community Development Director. So the Community Development Department handles city planning, building, and business licensing. So anytime that you want to open a business, build something, or uh, plan for the future of the city, uh, you can interact with the Community Development Department. Lots of things going on. And yes. uh, we appreciate you being here with the city. You've got a great background and a great feel for for kind of um, uh, Utah. You grew up in Murray? Murray, Is yes. Is that correct? Wonderful. Well, we'd like to talk about three very specific plans, and uh, let me just explain briefly what those are to set the stage for it. One of them is uh, reframing downtown, making sure or finding out what it is that we want downtown to look like, uh, making sure that we have the right look and feel. There's lots of people that love downtown, and we want to be able to enhance that. And it has to do also with uh, where it extends to, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we also have uh, 1600 South, which is going to be a new exchange over the next couple of years. It's going to be coming online. And there's, um, gosh, what, a 1,000 acres or 2,000 acres down there that, frankly, is going to be a very large part of our community. And, and that layout, that look, that feel is, uh, is going to be talked about uh, over the next couple of months. Um, and then we have active transportation, which is a very uh, hot topic in our society today. And uh, we want to make sure that we are addressing the needs of people who want to be a little bit more mobile, have different alternative types of transportation. And so um, the purpose of this is to give some very short information about that. And then, of course, to invite people to make sure that you're aware of what's on the agendas so that you have a chance to come down to the city council in our work sessions or on our formal council meetings and to, to give us your opinion on these things. It's very critical. Uh, each of these studies have solicited input, but yes. uh, surely not everyone. And uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what your thoughts and feelings are and allow us to do the best for the city. So with that, I'll turn it over to you and let you do the talking. So, Sure. Uh, just to follow up on what the mayor just mentioned, about hearing from everybody. If I had one planning wish for the city that would help make our job uh, more effective and make the whole endeavor of planning a city more effective would be if I could magically show up at each of your house at some point during the day and say, hey, there's a meeting tomorrow, I'd like you to come. To get to that level of awareness in the community where everybody has the opportunity to understand and be informed about what's going on and make a decision as to how they'd like to engage with each of these processes. And we're always looking for uh, more ways to get the, get the word out and get the word back from people. So that's a big reason we're here with the podcast today for these three major plans. Uh, the first one briefly is the active transportation plan. I'll take them in order of a planned adoption uh, process. So the active transportation plan is simply a plan for transportation for modes that are human powered. So biking, walking, riding your rollerblades, 
any of those modes other than uh, driving in a, in a motor vehicle. And the goal of the active transportation plan is to create a network for bikes and people walking that is comfortable, that is accessible to all ages and all abilities, that connects our destinations uh, throughout the city and throughout the region, that contributes to our economic vitality, that improves or uh, increases the activity in our daily lifestyles and makes it an easy choice for people to choose these type of modes if they so desire. And then to, lastly, to maintain the quality of air, our air quality and our environment that we really value in Springville. Uh, that plan has been reviewed by our Parts, Arts and Recreation Committee, as well as the Planning Commission. And right now we have an agenda scheduled for September 19th to present that for the to the council for adoption or for action. And prior to that, we will have a extensive work meeting, work session discussion with the council that we will uh, get on the calendar here soon. Next is the reframing downtown plan. Uh, uh, Mayor Packard summed it up really well that it's a plan to help us identify and guide the future of downtown for the next number of decades. And that plan has as its geographic boundary 800 South or essentially the intersection of 51 and 89 at the South end of main street up to 400 North and has essentially three zones, kind of a Southern zone, South of fourth, a Northern zone, North of center, and then the downtown core between 400 South and center street. And it looks at a block, one block either way, East and West of main street. And that plan looks at everything from what do we want main street itself to look like in terms of design of the street and the function of the street it looks at uh, what type of buildings we'd like to see built in the area, what types of activities we'd like to encourage, and what type of public improvements could be made to create additional vitality in downtown and really tie our amazing civic destinations with the Civic Center, the Splash Pad, and the major traffic generator, the library, to really make those feel uh, an integral part of downtown so that people stay and spend time and we... Uh, started referring to it in the planning process as making downtown more sticky so that when you come to drop off your parcel at the uh, UPS store, you consider maybe making another stop and that it's a comfortable and enjoyable place where uh, you feel like that's a good option. That plan uh, is also moving forward towards council review. We actually have a stakeholder meeting this Thursday, August 27th, and next Thursday, August 24th from 6 to 8 here at the Civic Center uh, where we will have opportunities to review the plan and take uh, feedback and answer any questions. The plan is currently scheduled to be seen or be heard at Planning Commission in a public hearing where uh, public comment is welcome and encouraged on September 12th. And planning Commission meetings are at 7 p.m. Then uh, for a council work meeting at September on September 19th, those are at 5.30. And then currently it's tentatively agended for council action on October 3rd. Lastly, the 1600 South Corridor plan has been in progress for a long time. It's really spurred, uh, as the mayor mentioned, by the, uh, in, the pending construction of a I-15 interchange at 1600 South and then the reconstruction of 1600 South all the way from Spanish Fork Main Street to SR-51. That plan really looks at the area from a quarter mile north of 1600 South all the way to the southern boundary of the city to our common boundary with Spanish Fork.
And overall, simply, that plan has as its goal to create a series of neighborhoods where your daily needs, uh, your uh, shopping, your schooling, uh, other elements of your life can be met comfortably and in a way that would reduce your need to travel long distances uh, to access the amenities that you like to have around. It will continue some of the intense regional retail of the uh, Spanish Fork that we see in, uh, in the area just to the south of the city. And it will also have smaller neighborhood centers and a range of housing ranging from single-family homes on larger lots all the way up to townhomes and condominiums and apartments as we get closer to 600 South. So we want it to be a really diverse uh, neighborhood with lots of different types of businesses and types of housing to make it uh, beautiful and resilient and accessible to the broad range of socioeconomic and demographic uh, conditions we have in the city. We'd really love for it to be a place that you could move uh, as a newlywed and uh, find a place to grow a family and then find a place to move down to as a family moved out through those kind of traditional or any other life phase, life phases uh, so that it really becomes an extension of all those things that we already love about Springville and really reinforces our the sense of identity and place we have here. So it it's really a big plan in terms of geographic scope and impact to the city with hundreds of thousands of square feet of commercial plan with thousands of residential units and uh, thousands and thousands of potential residents. So that's a plan we'd really love to have engagement from, especially the people in that area of the city in kind of our south, uh, western, south central areas. We plan to bring that to the Planning Commission on September 26th, again at 7 p.m., uh, back to the council uh, for a extended work session discussion on October 3rd and tentatively for action before the council on November 7th. Now, uh, as I mentioned, as I started talking, we really value the opportunity for you to be involved and value your uh, engagement and your input. There's a number of ways you can be involved in these. Uh, you can reach out to the Community Development Department directly uh, and meet with me or send uh, us an email. Um, my email address is jyost or j-y-o-s-t at springville.org. Or you can call our main line and get in touch with uh someone who can schedule an appointment or uh, forward you on to any of the planners, including myself. You're also uh, welcome and encouraged to come to any of the meetings that I mentioned and provide public comment uh, and give us your feedback, concerns, questions uh, about the plan and help the planning commission and the council get a feel uh, beyond the engagement that we've done already through the process, how the citizenry feels about these plans. And we're really excited to raise awareness and get everybody, uh, have everyone have the opportunity to participate as much as they'd like as we move these plans forward. Well, let me take each one of those individually and talk a little bit about uh, them and get your reaction on it, maybe to stimulate some thoughts and feelings from people. Uh, one of the things that's troubled me more than anything else is this suspicion that things are done in, in the dark, in the back room that nobody has a chance to say what's on their mind, that it's been already decided. 
There is nothing in these plans that's been decided for the city. It is open for discussion. Yes. The studies themselves have been done, and they are making recommendations to us, but based on public opinion, based on the committees they go through, we want to get the best to where we'll say, yes, we like this, no, we don't like this, and that's our prerogative. But we don't do anything in secret in the city. We can't. There are few things that we can do in secret, i.e. purchasing real estate, uh, talking about litigation that uh, you can't talk openly about, and personnel issues. So everything else, which may be uncomfortable for a councilman or even the mayor to talk about publicly, has to be done publicly. And that's why it's very critical for people to know we want their input. We want to hear what it is. We may not agree, but we have a great interest in what you have to say because it does affect how we how we view it and how we vote on it. For example, active transportation. You have some people that are pretty strong in the city that want to do away with cars, principally. You know, limiting this or making it so, and you have other people that say, nope, those roads are gonna be open, we want wider roads, we want more transportation because of the traffic. Somewhere in the middle is this active transportation plan that needs to be laid out for the city. And that's why it's important to get people's input because it can affect their property. It can affect the intersections. It can affect their ability to move around the city. Any thoughts on that? Or One of the key principles we look at or we keep in mind as we go through the active transportation plan is that good active transportation infrastructure solves the mobility problems we all share. It uh, is really not a zero-sum game. That uh, when we increase a bicycle facility or improve an intersection for people biking and walking, it doesn't necessarily sometimes, depending on what criteria you're using, it can have an impact on the experience of somebody in a vehicle. But generally, as we provide good solutions for everybody, it uh, the rising tide lifts all the boats in that way. And even if you don't ride a bike or walk very often and you need to use a car, having more people riding bikes and walking is good for you. Uh, I look at it and say, if we as a city make it easier for my daughter to ride her bike to Westside, that one, there's immediate benefits to her. She gets to have a great bike ride, feel independent and get the activity and all those things that are a good start to a day but I don't have to drive her and go be another car in that drop-off loop. And so the people that do have to drive their kids to school appreciate me not being in the drop-off loop. And then all the elements of the city that are trying to maintain our roads and uh, deal with congestion and traffic are happy that I didn't make that trip. And, but the fact that we made it easier for my daughter to make that trip safely didn't necessarily make it harder for somebody to make it in a car. Uh, there's always trade-offs, as you mentioned, uh, but we really try to focus on a collaborative uh, mindset and not on active transportation being anti-anything or uh, being something or being a plan that takes away something from anybody, but really gives everyone more options. And as as I think about it, uh, I hear a lot of times in Springville as people describe 
the unique attraction of Springville is its small town feel. And it's kind of ineffable. It's kind of hard to pin down. But I just, uh, on Facebook, saw a video my neighbor posted, a little reel of her and her three kids riding down 2nd West down to the farmer's market last night on their bikes, their last farmer's market of the summer before school starts. And I thought, what's more small town than a little family riding their bikes down to the farmer's market? And uh, that's really what I want to convey and want to help people not uh, engage from a position of being worried that there's a threat of loss, but engage to understand uh, really what is being proposed and how it could be a, a benefit. So, Josh, do you and I agree on this active transportation on all aspects? No, I don't no, think so. not at all. And are you offended with that? No, nope, I'm not offended either. And we have active dialogue back and forth. And, and that's what we're trying to get the public to do is yes. to come and share their thoughts and feelings. It's not all right or all wrong. This is we're collectively trying to create something. Downtown, one of the things that I've worried about more than anything else is as the, as the town grows, that we don't have, that we have a, a town here. We have a town on the west side. We have a town on the south side. We have a town on the west side of the freeway. So we have four towns. And so as we talk about reframing downtown, we're trying to create a nucleus of what makes downtown, downtown for all right. parts of the community and uh, making it possible for us. So just, just some, any thoughts on that? That's uh, tricky. Uh, our general plan for uh, decades has been a city composed of uh, a hierarchy of centers. Uh, the two big ones are the, what we call the town center, which is downtown, and the village center, which is the area surrounding the potential future front runner stop. But uh, they are really kind of in a nested hierarchy. Uh, they don't all fulfill the same needs and they don't all have kind of the same geographic reach. Uh, we wouldn't want two of the same type of destinations competing against each other or establishing separate civic identities, like you mentioned. But if we have small areas and neighborhoods like uh, in your youth and before there were, as I've been told, small neighborhood markets, but it didn't replace the fact that you kind of have to come into town come to Main Street to go to Safeway to get your, you know, your big shopping or maybe drive somewhere. Uh, but that there was a layers of centers and layers of amenities. We want downtown to be the top, the crown jewel of places people want to be in the city. Very good. Do you and I agree on everything downtown? No. But it, it makes better policy when we have open and frank discussions about it. That's correct. And I think the same thing is true with the public that almost without exception, uh, a broader and even uh, not contentious, but a dialogue that uh, engages very different points of view nearly universally leads to better policy. And I've universally seen public opinion to where the council has said, hmm, I didn't think of that. And it actually has changed the dynamics of the decision, which that's what we're looking for. And lastly, 1600 South is that um, there's a lot there. There's a tremendous amount, and lots of the acreage that's on the south side of 1600 South, people think is in Spanish Fork, but it's not. It's in Springville, and it's it's a huge part of who and what we are. And um, we spent an, a tremendous amount of time thinking through the different components down there so that we don't distract from our downtown 
that were able to create perhaps some opportunities that were pretty prevalent when I was a kid. You know, mom would say, you go down to Pace Market and pick up some some hamburger or some buns or something. And uh, I know that we're working hard to create these nodes and, and people need to see that and that the look and the feel down there, do you and I agree on everything down there? Absolutely not. You and I have had long discussions about this. And that's what we're trying to get the public to do is to come in and interact with us so that we can get their points of view and to understand what it is that they're thinking so that we can kind of have all the hands at the table. Yes. And throughout the process. Throughout the process. Throughout the process. Uh, Any last words that you'd like to share? Oh, I'm really appreciative for the opportunity to Uh, speak with you and hopefully get the word out about all these plans we've got moving forward. Uh, They'll be better for uh, any engagement that uh, our citizens are willing to provide us. And we hope to be able to advance them uh, promptly and get moving on actually doing the doing that the plans tell us to do. Perhaps as a last closing, maybe we need to hire one of those biplanes with the banner going. Oh yes. Or a skywriter. There we go. Yeah, something to get the word out because our means of communication with the public has certainly changed when it used to be, you know, a local paper. Yeah, we need somebody to open up a small local newspaper and publish <laughs> the goings-ons. That's right. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you.